uh, working during the pandemic um, in intensive care. I was a senior nurse. I was redeployed to work in the COVID um, in mm-hmm. ICU, and that hit me very hard, mentally and physically. I had counseling, and my doctor or my counselor say, "Why don't you start running?" Then I start running. I did try, and I did manage to to run the the marathon three hours and fifty four minutes. I mean, I'm now currently the fastest Christmas crackers of the universe. I used I used to have a Guinness World Record. I used to be the fastest pint of beer, but somebody took it. And then um, suddenly I was no, um, I was not a world champion anymore. And I wanted to go back to the book. Like you say in bold, I'm also the fastest man in dressed as a Christmas cracker. listeners if you are enjoying the stories please leave a comment share or subscribe to this channel i'm your host kamal dada enjoy the story welcome Joe, to the podcast i'm very excited to have you here and hear about your running journey welcome yeah thank you for having me um yeah thank you very much great let's start with a quick introduction of yours you want to share yeah, my name is Joe. Um, I was uh, born in Spain um, quite a while ago. Um, I'm uh, then, but I decided to move. I pursued my dream of being a nurse. And when I was 25, I did pack my bags, and I uh, ended up in the United Kingdom in Sheffield. And I've been there for the last uh, 23 years, and I've been a nurse all these years. And then uh, recently, in the last couple, the, the last three years since the, the pandemic. I started running, um, and okay. um, that's why I ended up um, here talking to you, because of my running and a few challenges that I've done uh, while running. <laughs> yeah, great. I know you have a couple of interesting records that you're able to talk a little bit about uh, in, in, in running that you hold. Um, and you ran this year's Berlin Marathon, and I think that, that's where you get a, a Guinness record as well. Do you want to share yes. your key highlights? Yeah, um, Berlin uh, was uh, was fantastic. Um, it's one of the flattest marathons. I quite like a flat one. But um, for me, the highlight uh, was the atmosphere and everything Also, I think it was well organized. I did like the fact that you start and finish at the, at the same place. Mm-hmm. And I obviously, um, I, used, I used to have a Guinness World Record. I used to be the fastest pint of beer, but somebody took it. And then um, suddenly I was, no, um, I was not a world champion anymore. And I wanted to go back to the book. And that's why I decided to, um, to come to Berlin. And I decided to, um, to dress as a Christmas cracker. So why not? And, and, and I did train quite a lot. But as you probably, everybody who went to Berlin this year, it was hard because it was very very hot especially the second half of the of the race mm-hmm. and uh, and the brandenburg gate uh, seems that was never never arriving you keep turning corners and another corner and say where is the brandenburg gate please <laughs> and then, yeah. you know but, but then i needed to run under four hours and i was quite well on the pace but i nearly missed it but i did manage to finish the marathon in three hours 54. i mean that was the goal and then I got the Guinness World Record. I can say, uh, you know, I'm like you say in bold. I'm also the fastest man in dressed as a Christmas cracker. I'm a world champion. Not a lot of people can say um, they are world champions. Congratulations! I mean, this is a 
great accomplishment. I mean, you had a Guinness record, somebody took it from you, it decided yeah. to change into something else, but you still got into the Guinness record there. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, why Christmas cracker? How did you find that, that you take you to the Guinness book? All, obviously, um, everything started when I um, um, finished uh, working during the pandemic um, in intensive care. I was a senior nurse. I was deployed to work in the COVID um, in mm -hmm. ICU. And that hit me very hard, mentally and physically. Um, um, I was um, in a bad place. And I had counseling, and my doctor or my counselor say, um, have you tried to do something to improve your mental health um, and, and say, otherwise um, you're going on a down spiral. Um, and I did try different things. I did try yoga, meditation, that didn't work for me. And then they should, the, the, the counselor said, why don't you start running? Um, also uh, said, well, why not? Let's, let's try it. And then I start running. But when you come from couch to nothing, it's quite painful to start running and you yeah. need some motivation. And also um, we're still in the middle of, of a lockdown. And then to carry on, I decided to enter the London Marathon. Um, why not? Um, and then, okay, I had a goal that it was eight months um, eight months apart because at that point, because of COVID, it was in October. And I, I entered the London Marathon and that gave me a focus. And then one day um, in March, I was having a beer with, with a friend. And I, I always fascinated here in the United Kingdom, every year you see the London Marathon on the television and you see all these crazy people dressed with all these fancy dresses and all these things and trying to beat Guinness World Records. And then my my friend said, well, why don't you, um, you know, dress as something and, and have a Guinness World Record? Uh, and, and then I'll have a look. Um, and then uh, all the records were quite, um, quite oh, three hours, three hours, 20, and that, that was a bit out of my reach but then i contacted guinness world record and they told me that if you cannot find the record um that means that nobody tried before and and then uh, you could uh, have a record and at some point somebody says why don't you uh, run run as a pint of beer and i say okay that's crazy but uh, then i did uh, con uh, look around and everything and i did manage to find uh, somebody who uh, um, make a pint of beer. It's still here behind me. I can show it later uh, in okay. my studio. And I, I did uh, try to uh, uh, run a pint of beer. And then I present all the paperwork because very, they're very strict. You need uh, the shape and everything, and also the, the reason and everything. And what I didn't know that only the Guinness World Record only told me two weeks, uh, not five weeks before the, the London Marathon, is that there is a minimal standard. Because I thought, well, okay, nobody's done it. I'm just going to put the pint of costume, just going to cross the line. I'll be a Guinness World Record holder. Six weeks before the race, they told me that I needed to run under four hours. <laughs> and I said that, <laughs> okay. and, and, uh, obviously, that was impossible. But I went to London, uh, to London and I did manage to run in four hours, 59. That means I went from couch potato to run a marathon under five hours in mm -hmm. seven months. I was quite pleased. Also, I lost a lot of weight. And then, but I I didn't win the Guinness World Record. At the same time, I fundraised for a charity. I, I managed to get a lot of fundraising. Also, I was on the BBC. Um, they, they interviewed me with a pint of beer. You know, I had a bit of uh, claim of my minute of fame. Yeah. But then, after that, I said, what next? And then I don't give up. And then, so now I lost, I did lost uh, four stone and I was quite fit and everything. Uh, my partner said, well, now you know, why don't you try it again? And, but this time uh, we can 
put together. And then, um, and then I joined a running club. That's also very important. Mm. Uh, okay. The running club, they had coaches and they have uh, a lot of people who su supported me. And mm. then I got faster and faster. And the following year, I did try uh, again to run the marathon with... Uh, the, I changed a bit the costume. The first year, my, my head was inside the costume that was very hot. The second year, I managed to put... Uh, the design was different. I put my head out of the costume. And okay. I did manage to cross the line in three hours, 58 minutes and 52 seconds. I mean, only uh, basically 70 seconds to spare, but I did manage to cross the line and that was fantastic. On Great. that point, uh, me and my partner also decided that we had the book of doing a marathons and decided that we wanted to do the six majors. Oh, um, that was our plan, obviously. Next one, and then we apply for Berlin. Mm -hmm. We apply for... Um, Chicago, we play for New York. Uh, we we get in, we got into Berlin, um, and and then uh, um, we uh, came to, um, to Berlin. But meantime, uh, somebody uh, between me finishing London and to 2022 and uh, the Berlin, somebody beat my Guinness World Record as a pint of beer. Ah, suddenly, okay, okay. Suddenly, I was not a world champion anymore. But then I discovered that you could. Um, try a Guinness World Record in, I think it's four marathons in the world. One is London. And then I discovered Ber Berlin was one of the other four that oh, you okay. could that you could try. And I was only coming to Berlin as an enjoying it and, and, and try to see how fast I could go without a costume. But something at the back of my head say, you need to be a world champion again. <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> yeah. I, I did apply, but I didn't know he was going to do it or not. I put the costume in my suitcase and everything. And the day before, I say, okay, let's let's do it, let's let's try it, and I did, I did try, and I did manage to to run the the marathon three hours and fifty four minutes. I mean, I'm now currently the fastest Christmas crackers of the universe. And why Christmas crackers? It's because um, I was at Christmas trying to look what costume do I have, obviously, uh, and and it was Christmas time, and and suddenly an ad bear from from Amazon, uh, come well, a fancy dress is a man dressed as a Christmas cracker. So oh, that's uh, very similar. I could do that because it needs to be uh, below the knee um, and 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 rigid and everything. And that's how it came the day of Christmas cracker. Also, it's quite traditional here in the UK. I don't think the people in Berlin understand exactly what I was because every mm -hmm. time we're running, people shouting, "Oh, you're a, you're a Chinese lantern." Very few people <laughs> yeah. know what that was a Christmas cracker. But obviously, here in the United Kingdom, it's quite popular. Oh, really? So, like, in what occasions you would wear a Christmas cracker dress? Uh, normally, it's very traditional, you know, on the Christmas lunch. Mm -hmm. um, Christmas cracker basically is like, uh, uh, I think that you pull, and inside is a, is a present. It's, you need to do it with two people, one pull from one side and one pull from the other side. Oh, and then okay. when you pull it, it cracks and make a pop. And oh. whoever wins the biggest part gets the present inside. That's a tradition here in the United Kingdom that okay. happened on Christmas Day that I don't think it happened in a lot of other countries. That's why I don't think the people, the concept of Christmas cracker is very uh, uh, worldwide. But also it's good because, I mean, not, all, not a lot of people know about it. I mean, they're, gonna, they're not going to try to beat my record because I still want <laughs> to be a champion. <laughs> no, that's, that's an amazing journey how you got into running. You didn't try couch to 5K. You tried couch to marathon directly in seven months. Yeah. Kudos. Um, Kudos. Yeah. Yeah. Have um, couch to, to marathon. And uh, as I need to say, um, the first time I read, I did um, to run 5K 
I did. It took me nearly forty-five minutes um, to mm. complete five K, but it took me three months to go from from couch to five K, and and then you get the book. Uh, yeah. The, the, you know this feeling, and then when you, I don't compete with other people. I compete about myself and my personal right. records. And when you get down, and suddenly you you go under forty minutes, and then suddenly you five K, you go under thirty minutes, and then um, and then um, last this year I managed to go. Um, to 20 minutes and six seconds. I mean, I'm nearly there under, uh, under 20 minutes. If you ask me four years ago, if I was able to run 5K um, in 20 minutes, I would say that you were crazy. Or any marathon under four hours, um, that also that. But it has have, have helped me with my mental health. I have a lot more balance. I have this space. Also, I made a lot of friends. And yeah. it's a very good excuse if yeah. you like food, like I love, I love food, and but I can run and I can eat as much as I want because I don't put weight on because I just burn it uh, by running. I mean, it's a win-win situation, right? And, and right. that's why I carry on running uh, because I think it it, it gives me that space where I can feel freedom and 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 think about what happened at, at work, the stress, that the family, and everything. It's a space for me that I use it to to put in order my feelings and to put in order my thoughts and everything is I found it quite therapeutic go for a run and it's a good contact with the nature and the, yeah. the, the, the space and everything because after two years of being locking down I just wanted to run out of the door and start running like a bit like Forrest Gump like a bit like that film just yeah. run yeah. and feel yeah. free and that's what running gave me a bit of a goosebumps and 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 now I'm I'm, I'm going around the, the world um, with the running, because next year I'm coming. Uh, I've been very lucky. I'm coming to um, uh, Boston, no Chicago. I'm doing Chicago oh, and great. New York. I got entries for these two now. Awesome! Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, so you'll check off four of them now. Now no, let's yeah. talk about a little bit about the mental health you mentioned, right? Because you say yeah. during the pandemic you are a nurse by profession, so yeah. you are in the heart of it uh, during pandemic. Like, how did? actually impacted you and and you mentioned a couple of things that you got out of running but i'm trying to get a sense like how was the transition and how you felt that it helped you tremendously with your mental health yeah um during the pandemic as i say um i was in in a place where um, a lot of people were dying 50 percent of my patients uh, surviving 50 percent were dying and also i was um when I was crossing these double doors of going mm. in intensive care and putting all the equipment on, uh, I know that any mistake, anything that uh, that I did wrong, it could also cost my life. Right. Uh, and 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 all the conversations that I had with the patients, and and when the patient was struggling, and and you know that you're gonna um, they're gonna put that patient to sleep on a sedation, and if you have 50% chances of waking up or not. And uh, and suddenly also you become the relative, the family of this patient because nobody was allowed to come and see them. Right. All slowly, they keep uh, putting pressure on you. Uh, and and I, also you have a lot of anxiety and uh, and things. And, and and also I had a lot of uh, anger, a lot of anger in, in me because the people didn't follow the rules and, and all the and people, you know, you look at the media and also you couldn't escape from anywhere. Everything was COVID, 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 and right. and I I was basically twenty four seven on this situation. I ended up with anxiety attacks. I ended up um, 
with a lot of nightmares, uh, waking up in the middle of the night thinking that I forgot to do something to my patient. Uh, um, I was seeing the eyes and the conversations. Uh, I was remembering the conversation I had with uh, with um, with patients and, and 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 children that they they were the same age as, as my children, mm-hmm. and I ended up with PTSD. Um, and and luckily, I got a good therapist at the hospital. They put me through uh, with the therapist, and that's where. Uh, running came about, um, and I did. I did try other therapies. They didn't work for me. Running worked for me because also I was a lot of problems. I was exhausted because I couldn't sleep. All these things. What mm. running did that it broke the circle. It broke the vicious circle of being tired. Because I I went for a run, and I was so tired afterwards yeah. that for somehow I went to to bed and I woke up after eight hours. It was the first time in month that I managed to eat to uh, to sleep eight hours interruptly, uh, and that meant that I was more refreshed, I was uh, less tired, less stressed, mm-hmm. uh, and slowly, uh, um, because of running and the, uh, the activ- physical activity, managed to put my physical health better and and also my mental health at the same time, mm-hmm. and that's I found it quite despite the pain, obviously because. When you when you not run for years, um, trying to run uh, as whatever right. way is not is not easy. But if you persevere, mm-hmm. then after the week of pains and everything, you can see the benefits. I started losing weight. I started feeling better. My mood swings were um, less frequent. And my mm-hmm. anxiety was reduced, and and I was completely transformed after two or three months. I was somebody else, and I didn't need any therapy anymore. Um, I was right. basically discharged, and I did continuing um, with the running. And then I um, obviously um, is you needed a goal, and then I, I did that. And then I joined the running club. I make some friends, and the social part of running also helped me uh, with my mental health and my physical health because right. for two right. years we were quite isolated, and that was the impact that uh, the COVID pandemic had on me. And I think that running really, really saved my life. Because otherwise, I was on a down downside spiral with uh, suicidal thoughts. I felt very guilty because I couldn't save everything. It was right. quite. A, I was in a quite a dark place, and running uh, basically was the switch to make me change everything and yeah, and I start yeah. getting better. And that's why um, I'm a big fan of running. Um, I don't recommend anybody who do like I did from couch to marathon, but uh, five to five um, couch to five k. Join the running club; it's free. Also, it's one of right. the cheapest sports that you can do. You don't need any equipment. You don't need anybody else. Just open right. your door, put some a t-shirt and some shorts, and go running. Um, right. You don't need right. to be 20, 20, just ten minutes, five minutes, whatever you are. Go to your local park, start there. Yeah, and as I say, the benefits are incredible. Yeah, that that time that the way you painted the picture was really tough, especially the folks who took care of the patients, and you know that they are helpless and they are the you are the only hope for them. Yeah. It has it is it is tough, and you are thick thick of it, and so glad to hear that you know in spite of all the challenges, nightmares, PTSD running has helped you to overcome those and you are you know as healthy as you can be today so it's it's great great story yeah um um, you talked a little bit about running club and uh i'm just curious so i think uh 
I'm curious because it looks like that is part of your support system that you put together yeah. by now. I'm just curious, how does it look for you now uh, as you're running a couple of years, you're chasing uh, six majors now? Um, obviously, at the beginning, um, um, it was quite a support because if also, if the days of you coming back from work, it was dark yeah. and everything, and you have told your friends or your running club that you're going to be there, then it, is a, it was a bit of motivation to go there. And also, right. they were very supportive. At the beginning, I was quite afraid because they said, oh, the all the running clubs, so that everybody's running uh, fantastic time, like uh, and they're fantastic runners. They're not. They are runners from all levels, and they at some suddenly discovered a lot of people like me, and that thing, we encourage each other. We uh, we we know we clap each other. We go through the pain each, uh, with uh, together and everything, and then um, you go to some races, and and then you created. Um, all this uh, friendship and and also you go to the pub and it's a lot more social uh, to running than just go there run for 5k and things you created uh, bonds with other people who are in very similar situations as you are that a lot of them are struggling and it's the peer support and that 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 helped me through that and now that i'm 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 probably in the top fast of, of my running club um, I also go to the races and we challenge each other and yeah. uh, and 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 also very very good and healthy. But it's it's a very healthy competition inside the running club. No nobody is is if you have a bad race, nobody is telling you off. Uh, nobody expected you to run um, you know uh, any any time. It's, it's competing with yourself and and also it's a sense of, of belonging somewhere and right. the proud that that I describe. That feeling that when you cross the line mm -hmm. and you have beaten your PB by by a few seconds, this butterflies you have in your stomach right. is similar that I had when when I'm a nurse and I help somebody as a nurse. It's very similar. That's why I I, I love it uh, because it's it's this uh, adrenaline rush uh, mm -hmm. that uh, that opened all your senses on your body and and sense of prideness when you have crossed that line um, that that. For me, it's addictive, and I become addicted to that crossing the line feeling. Mm -hmm. No, that's that's great, and that feeling is definitely sometimes is it's tough to express in words as well as you just mentioned. Yeah. Six seconds doesn't seem like a lot, but if you have, have done a PB of six seconds, oh, that feels yeah. a lot. Uh, you know, especially if you are chasing twenty second or twenty minute five uh, k, it is pretty pretty awesome uh, to, to yeah. have for sure. Uh, so what's next for Joe? Well, what's next? Um, next, obviously, all these running girls who we fundraising for charities. Next year, we um, we're going to step further. Obviously, we have um, on the on the road to do the six majors. We are done now. London, uh, we done Berlin. We doing mm -hmm. um, Chicago, and we do New York next year. Hopefully, I didn't go, get into um, Tokyo. And and then Tokyo, I think, will be 2025, and then will be Boston. But Boston is a bit more complicated because you cannot, you don't have a ballot or anything. You just, I may need to run for a charity. But that will be the six. But next year, um, we're gonna try something we've not done before: is to do an ultra marathon. Oh, uh, and, exciting! Yeah, and, yeah. Um, this one um, here around Sheffield, where I live, that um, uh, it goes around. And I'm gonna we're gonna try that next year, me and my partner. And we we're gonna do a thing that's called the three to one challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, that's our hashtag on social media, uh, the three to one challenge. And we're gonna do um, the three uh, big peaks 
in in here in United Kingdom. Uh, you need to do that in 24 hours. The highest peak in Scotland, the highest peak in England, and the highest mountain in um, in Wales. That in 24 hours. Then we're doing two marathons and then one ultra marathon. Uh, that is the plan uh, for next year. At the moment, I'm a bit of a of a rest after Berlin. Uh, we we did did four marathons in a year. My oh, body okay. was a bit better. I mean, I'm having a bit of a rest, but. Uh, by New Year, we are going to start again all the training and everything, and hopefully will be the aim, if we can, is for my partner to beat um, the, uh, the the qualifying time for Boston in Chicago. It's 3 hours 40. That's the aim. Uh-huh. Um, if we're going to do a CD352 in Berlin, that means we're not that far away. Right. Uh, that's the aim. That means that if she gets a qualifying post for Boston, place for Boston, I will only need to pay for mine because mine is three hours 20. I think that's quite impossible. Um, you know, I know my limitations and, uh, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's quite fast. But three hours 40 for her. And I think it's quite achievable um, um, because all, we run together, we train together. And I think um, we also help each other to, to go uh, fast. And may then what I will do is to um, um, to, to, to guide her and and. And, and in a way to be in front of her to make sure that uh, pass the drinks and everything to see if we can achieve the three hours party. That's the goal for next year in Chicago. Oh, that's that's great to know. Uh, best of luck. I'm sure you and your partner, you know, the goal you're chasing uh, comes true. Uh, 352 to 340 is not a huge difference, I'm sure. And you have improved and shown you've become a, if not the fastest, but one of the fastest runners in your running club from where you started. So yeah, yeah. you have proved yourself. I'm not sure you're you're not that far away from that too. Well, all the best. I'm just curious, what does the three to one, why three to one you chose? Like why sudden move to ultras? Um, because one of my dreams, um, crazy dreams um, is at some point to do an Ironman. Ah, I love to okay. do an Ironman. And obviously to do an Ironman, um, you need, to push your body to the limit is, uh, you know, it's a lot of swimming. Then you do, uh, hundred, I don't know how many cy- kilometers cycling and, and then a marathon. That's why, let's see what happened with the ultra marathon. But the problem is you need to change your mentality completely to run an mm-hmm. ultra marathon because on a marathon you run as fast as you can, but on a ultra, you need to be more careful because you cannot empty your tank because you have a lot more kilometers to do it. I mean, try to learn also a slower pace is quite difficult when you used to just go and try to run. The pace is a lot slower, but you need to last longer. That also will help, hopefully, uh, to prepare our body and our mind for two, three years, maybe, and then try to do an Ironman. That is a long project that is on my bucket list. What I decided after after the, the pandemic is I'm I, I had a book at least that I was planning to do when I retired. That that moved forward. And I just <laughs> doing my book at least now. Great. I'm doing all the things I wanted to do because I learned that you never know what's going to happen in the future. Try to live at the moment. Try to create memories and, and be happy now because you never know what's going to happen in the future. And yeah, that's yeah. what that my, my mentality changed quite a lot after the pandemic. Yeah, no, that's great uh, way of living too. Thanks for sharing. Well, no wish you all the best, Joe. Um, and then I'm sure I'm going to hear all about the accomplishment you achieve in, in upcoming days and weeks and years. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you for having me today and, and sharing my experiences.